Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center. Here we dream revival and serve people with love. Today we have Pastor Onyekachi sharing from the scriptures how God has promised us the joy that overflows. May this word cause the joy of the Lord to overflow in your hearts. So this morning we go to dive into the word. First Thessalonians 5 verse 16. Apostle Paul, this is the letter of Apostle Paul to a persecuting church, a church that is going season of pain. You know, so many of them have been, you know, stepped upon. So many of them have been dealt with. And Apostle Paul said this word. He said, always be joyful. Always be joyful. Always be joyful. He didn't say it. You can be joyful for a moment or for a season. He said, always joyful. Now, many of us, we tend to derive joy in things around us. You know, some of us want, you know, to derive joy from how people treat us. We want to derive joy, how we've been accepted. We want to see joy from the, you know, the committee of friends that we have. We want to derive joy in our office, in our work. But those are temporary joy. The joy Apostle Paul was talking about is a joy that's so resilient, a joy that comes in the Lord. Not a joy man will give, not a joy money can give you. He said, rejoice, be full of joy. See, this joy has no limit. When your joy has a limit, because the joy of this world, it has a limit, it's temporary. It doesn't last forever. But that joy, Apostle Paul was talking here, he said, be joyful. It's expected of you to be joyful no matter how much what you are going through. Pastor, they step on my door. Be joyful. Pastor, I don't have money in my account. Be joyful. Things are not working. Be joyful in there. There should be joy inside of you. I'm not talking to you to be joyful because I learned it from someone or I have it somewhere else. I, Apostle Paul, in all my situation, I don't see myself as a prisoner of Caesar of the Roman Empire, but I see myself as a prisoner of Christ. That is why I derive my joy in what I do. Do you derive joy? Even in your pain. Apostle Paul was talking to the church of Thessalonians. and said, be joyful. Joyful. Now, Apostle Paul, mind you, he was writing from the prison. Being joyful is not when things are going well for you or when you receive promotion. No, your joy should be more than that. See, I tell you, of late... I've seen the reason why I should rejoice even in pain. I sing and dance. I come to church sometimes. I just, you know, stay alone. I just sing and shout when no one is here. I found the, the, the key of joy. When you rejoice in your pain, you know what you are calling for? You are calling for restoration. Your joy brings restoration. Your joy brings you promotion. 
Rejoice even in your pain. He's telling the church, look, I'm not telling you from someone experience. This is what I'm going through. I'm there, but I have joy because I don't see men putting me in that situation, but I know I'm here because of Christ. In other words, I have to be joyful. And he was filled with joy. He told him, rejoice. Can you find joy in everything that you do? He said, look, for you to stand still in that calling of Christ, you are my joy. Apostle Paul was talking, he was trying to let them to understand. For you to remain in joy, that is the source of my joy. Can people joy cause you to be joyful? Can you look at someone and say, Oh, I have to push this brother. I have to push this sister for her to be joyful. Because in her joy, I will find reason to be joyful. I'm not going to be joyful. Only when she receives her promotion, even in her pain, I will push her. I will motivate her. I will encourage her. Sister, you are so awesome. You are glorious. God makes you so special. For that reason, I want to derive joy in your joy. Philippians 4 verse 1. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and I long to see you, dear friends. For you are my joy and the crown that I receive for my work. You are my reward. Can someone joy be your reward? That you look this morning, you said. For you to be joyful, you are. Many times we want to see people in sadness. We derive in seeing people cry. We derive joy when people go down. You know why someone will feel joy that somebody is going down? Because you are dry. If you are not dry, if there is no joy in you, you will not derive joy in seeing people going down because there is absence of joy in you. That is why you can only derive joy in someone downfall. Apostle Paul said, you are not just my joy, but you are also my reward. Do you know you causing someone to laugh, it's a reward for you. For someone to be in the place of freedom, is a reward for you from the Father. Apostle Paul said, look, I can tell you more examples. Go ask my colleague Silas what happened. We have been in the place where we were beaten, persecuted, lied upon. We were jailed on our hands and foot. But what do we do? In the midnight, we stood up and we begin to sing. Who are we singing to? To the Lord, not to man. We were not complaining. We were not concerned how we were beaten yesterday. Why do you have to deliberate on the issues that happened yesterday? Why do you have to go back searching why I was being treated in that manner? Yes, your office takes something that belongs to you. It doesn't matter. Don't talk about it. Don't go think about it. Move forward. How do you move forward? Go on your knees and sing to the Lord. Sing to him a new song. Acts of Apostles. 16 verse 25. 
Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. We know the, the end of the story, right? But I want to bring something to you to understand. That these men were in a situation where their two hands were bound and their foot. Now, think it logically. What, you, what will be running in your mind at that moment if you were there? You've been bound. You know, when you are bound, you have no option. That is, you can't turn left or right. You can't do anything. You are helpless. When you are helpless, what do you do? In your helplessness. In the pit, what do you do? I could hear Apostle Paul saying, go and ask Daniel what he was doing. What was Daniel doing? He was praying. And I could believe he will also be singing. When the Lord showcased himself and shot the mouth of the lion. What do you do in your place of pain? He said, the Bible said, they sang him unto the Lord. Not unto their situation. Not unto their circumstances. Not unto their failure. You can call it failure to the eyes of the world because they have failed. In other words, they didn't, com they didn't complete the mission at that moment of moving forward or preaching the gospel. Yes, something has caught them off. They are in a place, they, they're kind of stagnant. They can't move forward. Oh, you have failed. That's what they will say. But let me tell you, you haven't failed. Can you open your mouth? and sing him unto the Lord. The Lord is talking to someone here right now. I don't know what you are going through. Maybe you are watching online. I don't know what you are going through. But in that place, you are held captive. The Lord is saying, can you just sing me a song of praise? Can you just shout my name and say, Lord, you've been good to me yesterday. I know you'll be good to me today. Even tomorrow and forevermore. They sing a hymn unto the Lord. You know, Apostle Paul was talking to the church. Just as God is talking to you, sometimes God is telling us, rejoice. You know, the voice of the Holy Ghost is so tender sometimes. But we know also his voice is so loud, like the sounds of many waters, right? But sometimes it's so cool and gentle. He whispered to your ear, rejoice. But to you, because you are clouded by the negativity of this earth, of your surrounding, the emotional pain, the grudge, but you couldn't hear the voice. And he would always scream and repeat until you hear. He never stops. And Apostle Paul tells the church of Thessalonica, he said, I say it again. Now, I'm not saying you should be joyful. I'm commanding you is a command again rejoice rejoice Philippians 4 verse 4 always be full of joy in the Lord I say it again rejoice come on he didn't say as I said earlier rejoice for a moment he didn't say rejoice for a season he said always <laughs> uh, my joy shouldn't have 
limit. My joy should overflow. If the presence of God is with you, there shouldn't be any reason why your joy should be limited. He said, let your joy be always. I don't want you to rejoice when something good happened to you. No, pastor, why are you saying I should rejoice? I haven't paid my children's school fees. Always rejoice. Someone told me I'm about to get divorced. What I said, if you can find joy, if you can find joy, my mom is in the hospital. Search for joy. When you rejoice, your enemy shut up. Because you are not giving them room. When you complain, when you meditate on that circumstances, you'll be drowned. Let me tell you, it's a risk. I say it again. It's a big risk for you to lose your joy. You don't understand what I'm saying. When you lose your joy, you become a carrier of sadness. Wherever you go, the whole place will dry instantly. Whatever you touch, become a curse. Because there is absence of the Holy Ghost, the one who causes all things to manifest. His presence causes everything to flourish. He is the joy. He said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I don't find joy in any way, but in the Holy Ghost. Ah, Lord, I bless your name. Always, always rejoice. Apostle Paul said, even in your rejoicing, do not worry. The Lord is saying to someone this morning, do not worry. Don't bring worry into any picture of things that has happened. When you invite worry, you will sit with worry for a season of time. And that season becomes a season of wilderness. Season there will not be any fruitfulness. Whatever you try to do, you don't see them working. Because when you worry, you invite the Satan himself. He begins to fill your mind with negativity. There is no positivity in your mind at that moment. But when you don't worry, what you are doing, you are inviting the presence of the Holy Ghost. That will fill you with the joy and give you key of escape of that moment. Because you don't worry. You also have to be thankful. Instead of worry, be thankful. Instead of worry, be thankful. Philippians 4 verse 6. He said, don't worry about anything. He didn't say about some things. About anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has, all he has, all he has. He didn't say, 
Thank him for all your worries. For all your worries that he has done. No. He said, thank him for all the good things he has done for you. Thank him. In everything. Do you want to thank God for some few things that he has done for you? Or you want to give the glory to man? Or your boss in the office? Or your friend? Give that thanksgiving worship, prayer. See, most of the time your prayer could be a thanksgiving to God. We pray, pray, Lord, I prayed. Just want to thank you for how you led me yesterday. Lord, thank you for giving me freedom. Thank you for that friend of mine. You are thanking him is a prayer. Your, your, your song must not necessarily be, you know, you have to sing out loud or singing a line. You just have to say a word. It's all worship to God. Bible says, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Let it be for his own glory. You know, Apostle Paul, I, I love Apostle Paul so much. I tell you. And I also thank God that we have our own Apostle Paul in the house. No, sincerely. You are not celebrating it. I, I'll give you my reason why I say so. I don't miss the daily podcast. You know why? That is where I learned everything. The Sunday sermon, I learned from it. But that every day is like a new wine from heaven. It corrects me. It directs me. It points out things I need to correct. So I will urge you, don't miss it. The way he explained the scripture, it comes alive. Every day I see myself in what he's saying. How I'm joining is all in there. And I believe the same thing will happen to you when you give ear to it. Amen. Don't worry. Rather give thanks to God. Do you know why you need to give thanks to God? And not to worry. Because God is with you in that circumstances. He said, I will not leave you, neither forsake you. I'll be with you to the very end. I will be with you even in that deep water. I'll be there for you. Do you think in your pain, in your weeping, in your moment of struggle, in your lack, that God is not there? Come on. How would Psalm say it? How, where can I run and hide from you? We can't run away. We can't hide from him. In other words, it's everywhere and every place in every minute and seconds. He's always there for you. Thou is his own promise. God himself said it in his word. And I believe Apostle Paul was looking at the Old Testament, talking to the church, encouraging them, saying, look, if God was with the children of Israel yesterday, he will always be there for you. I read it. I confirmed it. It is written. Just as Jesus told Satan, it is written. Which is, is confirmed and sealed. There is a guarantee that that word will not fall unaccomplished. Amen. Isaiah 43 verse 2. He said, when you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. 
<laughs> I will be with you when you go through the rivers of difficulties. You will not drown when you walk through the fire of oppression. You will not be burnt up. The flames will not consume you. This is God's promise for you. There is sorrow in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Who is that joy? Christ. I will be with you. He said, I'm walking with you, daughter of Zion. Son, I'm walking with you. You are not walking alone. In that situation, in that fire, let me tell you, go and ask the three Hebrew men Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego they were in the fire the Lord said as he promised you now go back confirm the scripture I'm not talking from what I see but I'm telling you open your Bible it's written there he said go and confirm he said I was there with them in the fire the fire could not consume them the Israelites they walked through the water I caused the river I split it apart and they walked through it the river did not eat them up. They came out triumphantly. They came out joyfully. And the Lord is talking to someone here saying, daughter, son, in that circumstances, I am with you. I don't care what you are going through. I don't know what men are saying to you or what your circumstances or the economy or the nation, your school. See, I, I believe me, some of you have been mocked in one way or the other. But believe me, God is with you in that mockery. <laughs> uh, he said, I will be with you. When you go through the river of difficulties, you know, do you know when the children of Israel, they were in the boat sailing to across the other side and the storm was raging? <laughs> Jesus was there with them, right? <laughs> what did they have to do? They just have to go and master. <laughs> we know you are here. In other words, when you go through the deep river of difficulties, all you just need to do to showcase, to tell him, Lord, I know you are here, is your worship is your worship. It doesn't take anything much. Just open your mouth. Master, I know you are here and I will just worship you in the midst of it all. Hallelujah. The Lord is not just there only to save you. No. He's not just there to take you through but he's there to comfort you. What is the name of the Holy Ghost? The Comforter. He said, for him to be there, my presence is there with you. In other words, I am here not just to push you to go through, but I'm here to comfort you, child. I'm here to comfort you, my daughter. I'm here to comfort you, my son. And I will comfort you. Most of the time, you want men to comfort you. How many times have you run around looking for a comfort? I have been there. I have run around looking for comfort. But when I yield to him, 
He opened my eyes. Let me tell you one of the dreams I had. I had an encounter with Grandpa Shaiju Matthew. I was sitting with him in the table. He was talking to me. He said, son, this is the reason why you were dried up. He shows me the oil. The oil at the, later, the, the beginning, the oil was so smooth. But at the later part, it was dirty. He said, now this is the season to change the oil. It all has to do with my hunger. I don't want to be comforted by men anymore. I don't want to be comforted by accolade or by anything. But I want to be comforted by you. If you will comfort me, I will have my peace. If you will comfort me, my peace will be stable. Let me tell you, it takes the comfort of God for your peace to be stable. Your season of new joy has come. Is a season of your new joy. Nothing will make you ever remain the same. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord, the joy is my strength. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If you are looking for strength to run, look for the joy of the Lord. If you lack strength to run this race, go after the joy of the Lord. Isaiah 51 verse 3 The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her wings. Her desert will blossom like Edom and her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. This is the promises of God. It says <laughs> Ah, I will comfort you once again. <laughs> you, can you claim that word and say, this is for me, Lord. You are comforting me once again. I comforted you yesterday. For a word to be written here, it means you have had the comfort of God before. But in the present situation, you need his comfort. And he's telling you, I will do it again. If I did it yesterday, today will not be different for you. I will comfort you in all ramifications of life. I know the Lord is saying to someone here, relax daughter. Keep calm. I will comfort you. But in my comfort, there is something you're going to experience. My comfort is going to cause all your ruins, everything you have gone through, your desert will blossom like Edom. You know what Edom looks like, right? Come on. He said, your wilderness like gardens of the Lord. Where there is nothing, that is, nothing is lacked in the garden of the Lord. You will lack nothing through the comfort of God. You will lack absolute nothing he said <laughs> uh, your joy joy and gladness will be found there I just want to say this word Lord 
We say thank you because BROC will experience joy and gladness once again. A great joy and gladness will fill every heart, every man and woman hearing your voice. Ah, may your joy, may joy like a river be found in them in the name of Jesus. Gladness and joy will be found. It will not just end there, but a song of thanksgiving. <laughs> A song of thanksgiving. The reason why you will find thanksgiving because the Bible said in the presence of God there is fullness of joy. That is the word of David. David knew. See, if you understand the power of the presence of the Holy Ghost, you will know. I once wrote, I said, the generation of today have to partner with the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you can fulfill the mandate of God and express and let the glory of the Lord be seen through you. Without that, we go nowhere. And David understood it. He will always go, Lord, your presence is all I need. Oh, Holy Ghost, I need you now. If I go through battle, I want you. Do you see that children of God, the, the children of Israel, they never go battle without consulting the presence of God? Have you seen that? If the war become too much, you know what they do? They drop their weapons and they call the worshiper, come forward. You know why? They understood. The worship bring the presence of the Holy Ghost and when they go, it's easy to win the battle than them carrying the sword. So as you worship, your worship is going to pull every mountain down. Your worship is going to call your storm to be still. Your worship will call every difficulties to be silent. The mockery will come to an end today. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 16 verse 11. You will show me the way of life. Grant me the joy of your presence and the pleasure of living with you forever. He will not just give you joy. He will, you will not just find joy in his presence. It doesn't end there. But he will show you the way and cause you to live in the pleasure of life with him forever. It's not temporal. No. What he gives is not temporal. Is tense and nothing will ever move it. He said he's unshakable, he's unmovable. When he gives you something, as long as your eyes is fixed on him on that cross, <laughs> as you partner with the Holy Ghost, your joy, you will live with everlasting joy. He just don't want to, just don't want you to, you know, have experience of his presence. He also wants you to be filled in the Holy Ghost. There is different of you having an encounter and being filled. Filled means complete. Complete. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because when you have the full of the Holy Ghost, he is in you. You don't have if I give you money today, I haven't shown you how to make the money, right? But what if I show you the way to do the business and make your money? You will have it in abundance, right? That is what God wants you to experience today. 
Ephesians 5 verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. I believe Apostle Paul is telling the church of Thessalonica, he said, look, I don't care. I don't want you to just experience it today. I don't want you to, you know, partake of this anointing. Sometimes we, we you know, receive from God. We tell from people anointing. But how much you have in it inside of you? It becomes your portion. Not partaking. Because when you partake of it today, tomorrow you have to come back again. How much more you receive it and hold it, it becomes yours. That is what the Bible is saying. That I want you to have this joy. That this joy become yours. I don't want you to receive this joy. Or just be a partaker of the joy. Because you move someone to be joyful. No. But I want you to have the joy inside of you. You become the epitome of joy. You become a carrier of joy. You become a symbol. You become a, the housing of joy. Because when you feel in the Holy Ghost. You become you, you're housing it wherever you go he goes with you if you turn he turns with you when you sneeze he sneezes with you when you speak he speaks with you when you laugh he laughs with you when you look you he sees not you seeing you become the holy ghost on earth do you wonder why the scripture wrote that enoch walked with the lord i was explaining this to someone where he, he just brought it you know the scripture up and I had the Lord say this is the reason why the scripture said Enoch walked with the Lord in other words when you walk with Modi today if I walk with my father in the meeting and we are walking around people don't just see me walking with my father you know what they are seeing they are seeing my father they are saying wow he's walking with his father they will not say Onyeka is walking with his father they will not call me first but they said his father they will see my father not me he walked with the Lord people did not see anything to write about Enoch they only see God because he walked with God everything Enoch does the Lord was physical on earth doing it not Enoch so you have nothing to write about Enoch so whatever you do as you are walking in that place people are not just seeing you they are seeing your father if you walk with the holy ghost people no longer see you when they see you they say i know that guy carried the joy of the holy ghost i see peace of the lord inside of him can that be said about you now you a carrier of joy a carrier of celebration that when you pick up the mic or when you walk into a place people begin to laugh they don't know the reason do you know that is joy that overflow? That joy, it overflow. It doesn't just stay. It overflow from you to someone else. John 15 verse 11. I have told you this thing so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will. He didn't say, I just want you to be filled. But yes, when you are filled, I want your joy. <laughs> that 
and your joy will overflow from you to someone sitting beside you as I speak now may your joy begin to overflow to everywhere you go whenever you shock someone that your joy will flow into that person wherever you sit and some do you know you can sit down and stand up when people sit under your position they go back home with joy unspeakable if the apron of Apostle Paul or his hanky will be taken to the sick and they rise up how much more where you sit down because you are carrying the Holy Ghost inside of you you are sitting the Holy Ghost is sitting and when you stand up his presence is not has not gone do you know what happened to Elisha when he died? His body was buried in the burial ground. They were about to bury someone and there was a fight. They threw the person in there and what happened? The dead body rose up. A man that is dead. How much you that is living today? Can it be said about you that wherever you sit and stood up, people begin to rejoice. That when you shock people, you impart joy inside of them. That people don't come around you they began to search for joy where is the joy no but from far they could say there is the joy let's go into the house of the lord there is fullness of joy there you become a signboard you become a signboard a post that people will see let me tell you church one of you can be the reason why this house will be overflow don't just look at us as the pastors. Even you can cause this house to overflow. Your joy, how much you have inside of you, when you impart it in your offices, in that coffee shop where you sit to have your lunch, that book where you go to eat at lunchtime, people begin to ask you, what is the secret of this your joy? I want to be part of it. I want to partake from this joy. We always see you smiling. Even last week, we knew you were sacked. We knew you were demoted. But we always see you smiling. What is the cause? What is the source? And people will come running. Ah, I want to know it. I want to feel it. I want to touch it. Can you become the carrier? And overflow the joy in their lives. The presence of God, what it does also, it doesn't just cause you to overflow, but it gives you the ability to speak words. To speak, you tap into realms of men, you tap into realms of power. When the Holy Ghost comes, you know what the Bible said, He gives the gift. He choose whom to give the gift and also decide how you use it. So when you tap into the Holy Ghost, it opens up channels to you. You begin to tap into channels of wealth. When you speak, you speak the language of the wealth. When you speak, you speak the language of power. When you speak, you speak language of victory. Now, you don't just speak normal human language. When you talk to people, you say, how are you doing? To them, they are hearing, how are you? But you are saying in the Holy Ghost, you are well. You are free. Acts of Apostles 2 verse 4. The Bible says, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other language. As the Spirit, as the Holy Spirit gave them what? This ability. In other words, your joy is not in your own ability. This kind of joy I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the joy the world will give to you. 
People go to club, they drink alcohol, they go crazy. Oh, they feel this joy. Mm -mm, not that joy. That joy doesn't last. When that booze clears, you go depressed again. But this joy I'm talking about, the Holy Ghost gives you the ability to have this joy. And when it gives you this joy, you speak language that men will not even understand. When you talk to them, they'll be wondering, what, which word is this guy coming from? He don't even talk things. Hey, bro, this is reality. Face the, he said, yes, I know, it's reality. Yes, I know I lost the job. But I'm speaking that I have a new job. There is a new job already waiting for me. You don't see the reality. You know, we Christians, we have come to that place. Even me, I'm telling you from experience. We come to that place, we say, let's fake the fat. What is the fat? There is no fat in the written word of God. The word of God is mystery. Everything about you, you can command the mystery to happen when the Holy Ghost gives you the ability. Forget about the, 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 the thing they call fat. There is nothing like fat. The thing that matters is what the Lord is doing in your life. He said, he will give you the ability. He will give you the ability. Verse 6. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own language. Be, ha, being spoken by the believers. That is what I told you. You will speak language of rain. When spirits hear you speak, they'll be wondering, who is this guy? You come in the meeting of demon on your knees of worship. You begin to command them, hey, look here, what are you doing here? Get out of this place. You speak the language of rems. You go into rems of joy. You tell them, this joy, I'm a citizen here because I speak the language. It takes a citizen of a land to speak the real dialect of that place. When you speak that language, the, the ability the Holy Ghost gives you, you become a residential. You become a citizen of that domain. You dominate the place because you speak their language. They understand you, understand them. You can take the joy and give it to someone. You can take the peace and give it to someone. You will say to your nation, no, I know there is crisis in my nation. I have seen it. People are dying. I know the economy is not well, but I am in the realms of peace. I'm in the realms of wealth. I take this wealth and I transit it into the wealth and the treasure of my nation. And you see your nation flourishing because of why? The Holy Ghost gives you the ability, not man. It's not because of what you read in the school. It's not because of the knowledge that was imparted in you. But because the Holy Ghost does that for you. Amen. The scripture said, when they heard their loud noise, everyone came running. Do you know your joy? Your joy should not be timid. Your joy shouldn't have the limit. Your joy should have a noise. It has a noise. Not it should. Your joy has a voice. Your joy speaks louder. Your, your joy will cause people to run coming to know what is happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Verse 7 said, they were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. How can this be? The people 
all from Galilee. Everyone, he didn't say a few of them, he said, all these people, they were so amazed. I tell you, your joy, your joy in this new season will amaze everything about you. Everything surrounding you will be amazed because when they look, when they look at you again, they will not recognize you. When they see you, they will be so wondering, how can this be? We know him. He was so down. He can't even speak. He was so timid. This guy is so shy. How come is he so bold? You know why? You have tapped into realm of joy. You have touched something. You step into a new territory. And that will amaze everyone around you. Your joy is not just to amaze people. Your joy is to bring increase in the house of God. Your joy is to have increase in your own family. Do you know it takes joy for things to explode and multiply beyond number? Do you know that? The Bible said those who believe what Peter have said were baptized and added to the church that they about 3,000 in all because of where they tap into their joy caused other people to impartake in their own joy because this man they have no joy outside God they have no joy but then being added into the body of Christ their joy their joy the overflow of your joy it takes joy to open the eyes of the blind it takes joy those who were not added in the church before their eyes was blind because they haven't experienced this joy before but when they were added into the body of Christ their eyes open and they see this joy Luke 4 verse 18 the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to, the, to proclaim that the captives will be released. That the blind will see. That the oppressed will be what? So in other words, their joy, where they tap into joy, caused these guys, their eyes to see. And also they were free from their what? Oppressed. Earlier, they were not added in the church. They were in oppression of men, of Satan. But when they were added into the church, they see. That is what the Holy Ghost will do to you from this moment. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you to cause someone to see again. Amen. Psalm 126 verse 1. When the Lord turned... <laughs> Ah, I love this place so much. Do you know what these men feel when they were added into the church and they experienced the same joy? It was like a dream to them. They're like, wow. For eyes to be open to see this kind of peace and joy, there is something that we have not experienced before, but we thank God that we experience it today. He said, when the Lord brought back his exile to the Jerusalem. It was like a dream. 
when the Lord bring the captivities of those in exile to them it was them like men that dream dream let me tell you you are coming out from every exile you have been into every exile maybe you cause it to you by yourself yes I know we might be the one to make the mistake sometimes we cause the reason why we are in pain we are the reason why we we've been exiled in a certain location but the lord is saying look i am bringing you back but in this process you it's going to be like you like a dream when you look around and see that you are in your zion that you are in your promised land you will like wow god thank you amen you will not just be brought back but there is something else that you're going to experience he said in verse 2 of the same chapter he said we were filled with laughter we were filled with what? laughter and we sang for joy ah and the other nations said what amazing thing the Lord has done for them. Car! <laughs> this will be your testimony. That you will be filled with laughter. And you will sing for joy. It will not stop that. As people run coming to hear the overflow of the Holy Ghost in you. People will also run to come and see what has God done for you. There is something God has done. Something has changed in this life. We want to go and experience. They will be asked. They will not just ask, but they will run coming. Hallelujah. But you will not only sing for joy, but you will shout. You will shout. You don't get it. <laughs> the trumpet is there. As it blows loud, the Lord said, you will shout. See, the joy is moving around. The joy is overflowing here. The, the presence of God is here. I can tell you, the angels are here. The joy will cause you to shout for joy. You will not just laugh, but you will shout. You will shout. Psalm 71 verse 23. He said, I. Can you put hand on your chest and say, I. I. Call your name. Say, I. I, I Onyekachi. I will shout for joy. This will be your confession from today henceforth. You will say to yourself, no matter what, I will shout for joy. And I will sing your praise for you have ransomed me. For I'm not in the pity of men anymore. Not in the pity of the enemy. But for you have ransomed me. Remember he said earlier, I will have pity in your ruins. He repeated again here. He said, 
for what you have done. I'm not speaking to you from a place what he's going to do, but I'm telling you what God has done already in you. If you like, believe it or not, it's been forced inside of you. The Holy Ghost has forced it inside of you. You will laugh. You will not just laugh. You will shout. And you will not just shout, but you will sing. This is your portion. Neither you like it or not. I'm telling you what I know. What the Lord is saying to me now. If you don't want it, it's up to you. But it's there. Until you make use of it. He said, you will laugh. And you will shout for joy. You will not just shout for joy. You know what you're going to do next? <laughs> you're going to dance. You know, we love one song. We say, when you see me dance, I dance like a winner, man, no. Right? That is what the Lord is saying to you. When you see me dance, when men see you dance, you will dance like a winner, man. Because why? You know, in victory, when you are coming back from war, you have been so victorious. What do you do? There is joy of praise because of the victory. That is your portion when people see you dance they will know that you will win a man because you have tapped into realms of victory amen this is exodus you know this is exodus 15 verse 20 this is when the children of israel they cross the red sea they saw the enemy coming they knew the enemy are so closed and they were asking what do we do? We ask that question most of the time. What do I do? What can I do? But it takes the one who understands. Do what is right. Moses went before the Lord. And the Lord said, what do you have? You have the staff of praise. I'm telling someone here this morning. There is something God has given to you. It's called the staff of praise. Just Put it at that water. The sea will divide. And when you cross that sea, you know what is going to happen to you? You're going to sing for joy. The Bible said that Mary and the prophet, every woman in this place, I want you to believe that you are the Miriam in this season. You are going to lead mighty women, even those in their depressed, those in their weak point. The Lord is going to cause you to lead them to dance for joy. Because the joy is with you. You experience the joy. You become carriers of the joy. But that joy will not overflow in them because of you. The Bible says, Then the Miriam the prophet, the Aaron sister, took a tambourine and led all the women as they played their tambourine. And do what? They dance. He didn't say they walk. He said they dance. Can you have every reason to dance this morning? Can you say to the circumstance, I don't care. Now, today, is my turn to dance. You will sing even in the darkest night. You know why? Because his word is true. He said you will laugh. He said you will dance. He said <laughs> you will burst out with loud noise. That will cause men to come and see the wonders of God in your life. Amen. I want you to read this with me. This I was asking God 
what do you have for us? Lord, I know you have promises every season. And this is the word the Lord gave me. Isaiah 60. I want us to read it together. I'm not going to say much into that, but I'm just going to read it out. When you go back home, meditate on the word. We read, want to go. Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord raise to shine on you. Darkness as black covers all the earth. But the glory of the Lord rises and appear over you. All nations will come to see your light. Mighty kings will come to see your readings. Look and see for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant land. Your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your heart will tree with joy. For the merchants from around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many land. Vast canvas of camels will converge on you. The camels of the Midai and the Ephah the people of the Seba will bring gold and frankincense, and I will come. The flocks of Kedah will be given to you, and the rams of the Neto will be brought for my altar, and I will accept their offerings, and I will make my mountain glorious. And what do I see? Flying cloud to Israel, the dove. To their net. See, just let me stop here. This is what I had when I was reading this. The Lord says, Your church is called Banglo Revival Center, right? And we are the Revival Nation Church, right? He said that people will bought flight from all over the world. He said the whole air will be filled by men rushing to come to see the wonders of God in this house I'm not telling you I'm not saying to, to exaggerate or to make you feel good I, I read it again and again I was saying Lord this promise how I went inside I read it again what I used he said I will cause men to come into this house they will come from distant land kings will come with wealth people will come to offer sacrifice in this altar and now I, I will accept their worship he said they are sheep from the distant lands of the earth from lands that trust in me led by the great sheep of Tashbeth they are bringing the people of Israel home from the far away carrying their silver and gold they will honor the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for He has filled you with what? Splendor. They are doing this because the Lord has filled you with splendor. See, it takes the presence of God to attract men into your life. The, how God will beautify His church in this season and seasons to come, we cause men running. We cause men bringing their wealth into this house. 
It will also happen in your individual life. Because the Lord is saying, I am making you so precious. I'm clothing you. I'm beautifying you. In this cause, men will come and bless you. The last verse says, the smallest family, this is what the place that I felt so joyful. He said, the smallest family will become a thousand people. I pray and I declare as the promise of the Lord, even the anchor group will explode with numbers. Men will come running to hear his voice. That your anchor group would not just be a place of reading and praying, but it will become a center of joy. That the smallest group amongst you will become a thousand member. The church of Korea is not too big for we to have. That is what I see. One of the biggest churches in Korea. The Lord will replicate the same thing in this house. I could remember the vision the Lord gave me a long time ago. How huge the plane that we took off with. Until we bought into that flight, the time is not yet complete. We are going to that place that the smallest group will become a thousand members. Amen. He said, and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. The number might look so small today, but believe me, we're going to be a mighty nation tomorrow because we have branches all over the world. Each one of you represents a nation. Imagine if all of you here become a source where men will come and worship. That is what the Bible is saying. I will make this tiniest group to become a thousand, a mighty nation. He said, at the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. In all this, remember Ecclesiastes said, in everything that is time and season, at the right time, I will make it happen. And the time is now. The time is now. Shall we rise up on our feet? Thank you for tuning in for today's sermon. We hope this word has been a blessing to you. Do visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information. You're welcome to tune in in every Sunday for our live celebration service at 11 a.m. on our channel, youtube.com slash Pastor Priji. God bless you and have a blessed week.